Hey everybody, Real Good Podcast back here with you. Now, I'm sure you've noticed already that the mic sounds a whole lot better, which is great. Okay, I went out the other day, I got a new mic, it was about $30. Um, but the, the key to all of this really is that I'm now recording this thing on GarageBand. And GarageBand is something on, you know, Apple devices. And you can really tinker um, and mess with the effects and everything. Add a little bit more bass to it, a little bit more clarity to it. And, uh, you know, you're just going to get a better uh, product. Uh, Now, that's not to say that this is perfect, because it's not. There's still a little background noise going on, a little fuzz sound. But it's probably, I don't know, 100% better than what I was doing before. So... I hope you guys enjoy it. I've been dying to get some decent sound, and finally, I think we've got the good sound. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into the episode, and this is going to be another real good story, and yeah, let's get into it. All right, so this story uh, went on, I think I was a senior in high school when this happened, so I guess uh, embarrassingly so, I guess I was about 19, 18 or 19. You know, I graduated late, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, me and my brother, who's two years older than me, and my friend, who's about a year older than me, um, we all wanted to get a uh, canoe and go down a canyon creek thing. It's like, uh, it's called Little River Canyon. It's in Alabama. And it's, uh, you know, it's, if it just rained, it can be very aggressive waters, very, like, uh, I'd say dangerous to go down on a kayak or on a kayak or a canoe or whatever. But if it didn't, if it hasn't rained in a while, it can be very bouldery and hard to maneuver any kind of boat or kayak or anything like that down into. So it's like, if you go down in it, it's got to be extreme water, which is really dangerous. And if it's not extreme water, you can just hang it up. It ain't, you ain't going to make it down. But uh, it had just like, it, it was raining the day that we got this idea. But we were like, okay, let's go get, we had a uh, we had a canoe. And we're like, all right, let's go get the canoe. Let's load it up on the truck. We brought two vehicles up there, one to carry the canoe on and one to get us back to the canoe once we got down to the bottom of the river. So we're like, all right, let's go, let's go up here, let's do this thing. So we we leave late for some reason. I don't know why, but the the original plan was to finish the whole thing, and we were assuming about two two or three hours. We were thinking it was going to take. Now this was, um, you know, the time of the year where the days weren't super super long, but they weren't short either. They were probably medi- medium range. Maybe it was getting dark at about six, maybe six thirty. And uh, maybe maybe six thirty or seven, but uh, yeah. So we're we're driving there, and it's a it, you know it's kind of a rainy day, not really, just kind of a wet day. And uh, we're driving, we see the river. It doesn't look super full, but we're thinking, ah, you know, that's probably a good thing because if it's super full, it's way too dangerous. So we were thinking, okay, it's probably a pretty good level. Uh, let's let's go ahead and make this happen. So we finally arrive. And we uh, we get the canoe, we put it in the water, and um, you know we realize okay, you know the water's pretty low actually. We were thinking it was going to be a bit higher than this, but whatever, it'll be safe. We'll be cool. We'll we'll get this knocked out. Now, 
Uh, it, it took about 30 minutes to get the boat down from the road to the river. And uh, we, we hit a major problem because we had gotten in the boat and we realized that uh, the keys to the other vehicle were in the car that we got the, the boat from or the, the canoe from, which is, you know, you can't keep going. So we had to walk all the way back, get the keys, come all the way back, get in the canoe. At this point, it was probably 4.30 or 5. So we were looking at, you know, two hours or so maybe three hours tops to get this daggum thing to the vehicle down there now it's a really confusing situation because this thing this uh river or the canyon is all like mountainous and stuff so when you're driving from one area to the next you don't really know how far of the river you're going through you just kind of go and it's like okay i'm assuming it's about two miles of river because it was about two miles of road so that makes sense um but the road is going very straight and the river is not going straight the river's you know turning curvy whatever so it's really deceptive so we uh you know we we get in we're, we're starting our thing now we go down our first little area and the first little area is you know deep water so we're you know we're cruising right along things are going good and then we run into a uh, a big rock when we go down some rapids so we're like oh dang uh well let's get out and carry the boat over this rock so we get out, we carry the boat, whatever, get to the next little body of water. We're going. It's like, oh, this is fun, whatever. And uh, sure enough, we come across some more rocks and some more rocks. And it eventually gets to the point where there's so many rocks that you're having to get out and pretty much carry the canoe, which, by the way, is not light. It's probably 50 pounds, if I had to guess, maybe 60 pounds and uh yeah you're having to carry it pretty much i would say it got as bad as carrying it 80 percent of the time so 80 percent of the time you're just carrying the canoe over boulders and crap which is not easy to do and uh the re you know 20 percent of the time you'll get some water action so it, it's it's unbearable and you move ridiculously slow okay ridiculously slow i would say on average maybe two miles per hour on average maybe probably less probably like one so you know we're, we're getting it's you know it, it's getting darker it's getting darker and it's getting darker and we're starting to realize now i had to be at school the next day and my friend he had to be at work the next day and my brother i don't think he had much going on the next day so we, we you know we really needed to finish today otherwise we were going to run into some problems if we didn't arrive that day so we were thinking okay we gotta finish this today yeah it's getting dark but we gotta finish this today so we get to an area where it's pretty dang dark and uh the rapids are pretty dang big and we we you know we're trying to get this canoe through these boulders and there's rapids and this that the other and we hit a really rough area and uh the water's like pulling us under now we didn't have life jackets or anything we were just kind of they're doing whatever no life jackets because we can all swim and uh my friend's a really good swimmer so he gets through it and he's struggling to get through it but he gets through it and he gets up on the rock and then my brother goes and uh it's pulling him down and he's you know it's dark so you can't really see much or what's going on and uh yeah so he gets pulled down a little bit and he finally gets out and he's like holy crap dude that was intense 
And I was having a really hard time getting through it as well. So after that, we realized, okay, look, it ain't going to happen tonight. Because we didn't know where the crap were. I mean, when I say we're in the middle of nowhere, we were in the middle of nowhere. Nobody was out there. It was getting dark. All we had was the canoe. We didn't have, we, we didn't even wear shirts. We were shirtless. And it wasn't summer either. It was like probably the beginning stages of summer. So the nights were still a little, little chilly. Maybe got down to like, you know, 50 or, you know, 60 degrees or something. And that doesn't sound terrible. But when you're wet with no shirt on, having to sleep on who knows what. That ain't going to be comfortable, okay? It's not. So, we finally get to a realization of, okay, we're not going to make it tonight. So, we're like, the question is, how far are we going to go and when are we going to stop? So, we come across this area where you can hear, like, pretty big rapids in the, um, you know, the near vicinity. And uh, we're like, okay, look, it's too dark for this crap. It's too dangerous. Let's just call it a night and, uh, you know, we'll find a place to sleep or whatever. And, you know, at this time, it's probably 7.30, 7 maybe. And, uh, yeah, you ain't got to go to sleep for another four hours. Now, the problem with this is we have no lighter, so there's not going to be any fire made. That sucks. Uh, no, This is a canyon, so there's no really flat, nice areas to just kind of, like, chill out. You're kind of stuck uh, either chilling on a rock or on a hill and it ain't good at all so we're sitting here like oh my gosh nowhere to sleep nothing to do just talking it whatever and then finally we realized okay look, let's go to bed let's just try to get some sleep i doubt it's gonna happen so we find a rock that's like pretty level pretty flat and uh we we get the canoe and we and we prop the canoe up on uh like I think some rocks between the rock and a rock so we could get under the canoe. And uh, yeah, so we just kind of tried to sleep under the canoe on the rock and boy, was it not happening. Uh, I can say with honesty, I didn't get an, uh, a second of sleep the entire night. I didn't sleep any. Uh, my brother didn't sleep any. Somehow our friend got some sleep. Now, it was cold because you're sleeping on a cold rock and you ain't got a shirt on and you're in shorts and... It's pretty chilly out there. So we did have to, uh, we had to spoon. We had to go three-way spooning with it. It was the only option. And we're not the type to quickly spoon, especially my friend. But uh, this was a desperate situation. So we're like, look, we either spoon or we're going to run into some problem. Let's just be real on that. So we did. We spooned. And it helped out a little bit. It did. I mean, it kept me a little warm. Uh, I think I was in the middle of the spoon, so I was lucky. Um, but yeah, we had a spoon. We had no pillows. Uh, we had a life vest that was like generic that was in the boat. And, uh, you know, we were able to use that a little bit for our heads to lay our heads on that. But I mean, other than that, we had nothing. And like I said, somehow my friend got some sleep. It looked like he got maybe like an hour or two. Uh, I ended up waking up and I saw a, uh, a raccoon walk right next to our, uh, our sleeping area. I was like, oh, dang. It was like really early, probably like 5 a.m. And uh, yeah, so as soon as the sun came up, we were like, all right, let's get this thing going, man. So, you know, we grabbed the canoe, we head on down, and, um, you know, we continue our trek. Now, in our heads, this whole time, we're thinking, 
We're close. Like, we are definitely close. We know we're close. This place cannot be that far away. We know, you know, we did the math. It didn't take that long to drive up there. It felt like maybe two, three miles tops. But, uh, yeah, it was, we, we couldn't recognize anywhere where we were. So we had no food, no water, and uh, we were in a desperate situation. Now, we weren't getting too scared just at this moment, but, you know, we were going to see that things were going to change soon. So we continue down and we're carrying the canoe. We're carrying the canoe. Now, my friend is a really good leader. Like, this dude is a survivor man. If he was on the show, Survivor, he would probably win straight up. He's an engineer. He's really smart. He's really strong, really tough, good at surviving, knows the ins and outs. And uh, so he was pretty much just leading us, me and my brother. And we were just like, look, follow this dude. He knows what he's doing. I respect him. I've seen what he's done in the past. I got no reason not to follow this guy. He was doing the majority of the work when it came to carrying the canoe. Um, and we were just kind of, you know, helping out with it a little bit. But uh, we eventually got to the point where we were like, mother effer. We're getting tired. We're getting weak. We're hungry. We're thirsty. The canoe's heavy. We're tired of carrying it around. Uh, yeah, it's probably like $150, $200 canoe. But we were just like, to heck with this thing, man. It's weighing us down more than anything. And at this point, we're not really thinking about, oh, yeah, when we get out of here. We're thinking if we get out of here. We don't even know if we're going to make it out of this place. Because as far as we know, uh, we've been walking a long time. Probably at this point, like six hours, if you include both days. And we ain't seen no signs of any civilization. And, uh, yeah, it was not looking good for us. So we ditched the canoe. Well, you know what? To heck with the canoe. We're done with the canoe. So we keep going down without the canoe. No canoe this time. And, uh, you know, we, we, what we would do is we would try to, you know, go in the river. Uh, maybe swim on areas where we could swim. Uh, and then, you know, we'd take a break every now and then. Now, like I said, we're hungry. We're tired. And we're not, you know, we don't have a lot of energy at this point because we don't have any food so we were just uh yeah it, what we would do is we would swim or walk and then maybe every 30 minutes or an hour we would take a little break and at first the breaks were kind of fun it was like oh yeah man where the crap are we blah 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 whatever and then it got real like i remember there would be times where we would walk nobody would be talking it was like everybody was serious and just trying to get the freak out of there and uh, we would take a break and nobody would talk during the break. It would just kind of be like, God, man, where, where's the end of this thing? And, uh, you know, nobody was really joking around anymore. Everybody had that look on their face of like, we better get out of here soon or it, it's going to get bad. Because like I said, I mean, it's a river. So you assume at some point you're going to hit civilization. Okay. It's not just going to keep going and going and going and you're never going to find the end of it. So that was what was in our head. That's kind of what was keeping us going. We knew that eventually we were going to find the area where we're supposed to get out. But it was taking so much longer than we expected. Um, and, and on top of this, like in this little river area, there was actually we had a few run-ins with snakes, which was freaking me out. Because I knew if somebody got bit by a snake, it was over. That person was going to die. They were not going to be able to get out of there. We were too deep in this place. It was not going to happen. Uh, there was 
I think we had two snake encounters with poisonous snakes. One was a like a water moccasin or a copperhead or something, and these are, you know, venomous snakes that are going to be in the water. And then one was a rattlesnake that my brother came across, and he came extremely close to touching the thing, because we were kind of disillusioned. We were going down like a little mountain area, and uh, he saw it and he was like, "Oh my gosh!" And he just like immediately started taking off down the mountain because you know. Like I was saying, you get bit by this thing, you're done. So that was freaking me out. And, uh, you know, eventually we got to the point because we were thinking, okay, don't drink the water. The water's going to make you sick. It's not clean water. Don't drink it. Well, eventually we got to the point where we got too daggone thirsty that we had to break down and drink the water. So we found a nice little spring area and uh, we started drinking the water. And, oh, it made things a lot better, I got to say. Um, we, we drank as much as we needed to. We, we were not even caring at this point. We're like, whatever. It looked crystal clear. It looked good to drink. So we went ahead and drank it. And luckily, nobody ever got sick from that. Uh, so, you know, I remember having thoughts of like, what can we eat? Is there anything out here that's edible? A leaf? Anything? I was so hungry. Uh, I'd say the scariest part of the entire thing was uh, we came across an area that had like some fishing line connected to sticks so like whoever was there was just fishing and then i guess they come back the next day and check and see if there's any fish there but there was nobody out there and uh what was weird is we saw a massive gar which gars are alligator gars it's pretty much like uh the alligator version of a fish they have teeth they have long uh mouths or snouts or whatever you want to call them and uh yeah they're pretty vicious looking fish and we saw one of these things that must have been like three feet long. And it was just laying on a rock. And around the gar was placed like a bunch of small rocks. Almost like it was some kind of like satanic ritual or something. It was weird. There's no telling the type of freaks that went out there. I mean, this is middle of nowhere, Alabama. It was weird. Okay. So once we saw that, we were like, good gosh, man, we need to get the crap out of here or at least get away from this area because this is weird. So, you know, we keep hiking. Eventually, we just ditch the water and we say, look, we're just going to hike on the side. It'll be much faster. You know, you can walk a lot faster. You can swim. It saves energy. It's better for everybody. So we would walk, 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 break, walk, 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 break, walk, 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 break. And eventually, you know, we knew that any time now we were going to notice something. We were going to recognize something. And, uh, you know, also not, not knowing when that something was going to happen. And we were very scared, very worried. It was no longer about an adventure. It was about survival at this point. And uh, so eventually we see something and we all think we recognize it. And we're like, oh, dude, that's, that's it, isn't it? I think this is it. And sure enough, it was a recognizable thing. And this meant that we were about half a mile from where we were supposed to be getting out at. So we, we do. We make it. And we get to the place. We're so freaking happy. We can't even believe it. And uh, we, we get out. And we go to our car that was parked at the bottom. And sure enough, there's, a, uh, there's like a sheriff or a park ranger that's parked right next to our car. And as soon as he sees this, he's like, Whoa, are y'all the boys everybody's looking for? And we're like, uh, um, uh, I don't know, maybe. And he's like, man, we, you had your parents so scared. We've been looking everywhere for y'all. I was like, oh my gosh. 
And sure enough, as soon as he was saying this, there was a helicopter that uh, flew over ahead of us. And, uh, you know, he told us that that was a helicopter that they sent out to search for us because they thought we had been killed or lost or something. And uh, apparently what had happened was our parents... I was living with my mom at the time, and my friend was not, and neither was my brother. But they knew that we were going to this uh, the the Little River, the canyon place. They knew that we had planned this trip, but that's all they knew. Like they didn't know how long it was going to take, whatever, you know, this, that, or the other. And uh, you know, the following day, I guess my mom didn't pay attention, but she had gotten a phone call from my school that was asking where I was. They're like, "Hey, uh, you know." big guy didn't show up for school today do you know where he is and uh you know i never miss school so immediately my mom was like oh no because she had just remembered that i had gone to the canyon the day before and i was supposed to be back that day and uh the school called so she was like oh my gosh so she called my friend's mom and sure enough she was like have you heard from david uh and she was like no so let me call his work so she called his work and they said he's not there which he, again, never misses work. And at this point, they're in total freakout mode. They're like, oh, no, our kids are dead. So they called the police. They called the park rangers, this, that, the other. They were positive that we were dead or missing or something. And uh, they sent out this search. And sure enough, we made it out. Everything was good. It was a complete and total scare. Wasn't sure if we were going to make it. At this point, we were freaking starving, so happy to be alive and out. And uh, we went to a all-you-can-eat pizza buffet. I'll never forget it. Went to a pizza buffet and just, oh, went so ham. It was the most delicious thing ever. And uh, sure enough, we were right back into society where we left off. And everything ended up working out for us. But I got to say, that was probably top three or four scariest times of my life i mean i felt like death was coming and i didn't know when or how but i just knew golly there's a good chance we don't make it out of here and uh so yeah that's it for the story <sighs> thanks for listening guys hope you enjoyed the new mic and i will see you next time on real good podcasts